So What is a podcast from The Gathering at Crossings Community Church. This podcast exists to help young adults navigate real life and cultural topics in light of what the Bible says. The Gathering meets weekly on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. at Crossings Community Church. It is a place for young adults in their 20s and 30s to belong and be known and become like Christ. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to So What. We're glad you're here. Uh, I'm Paige. I'm Oakley. And I'm Andy. <laughs> I like that we all sang that. That was really fun. Um, our last podcast, we talked about red flags in dating. So on this one, we're going to try and cover green flags in dating. So like I said in our last one, our goal for this is not to give you a checklist, a right or wrong, absolutely black and white. What we want to do is just to kind of set you up for how to have a God-honoring and a godly relationship and just how to think through these concepts and how to think through just the evaluation process of dating with just a little bit more of a biblical lens. Again, offer still stands. I'll arrange your marriage if you want me to. And officiate. Really (laughs) official. Well, full. It's okay. A, include sure. all inclusive sure package. All inclusive <laughs> package. You heard it here. Just first. talk with me. We'll, we'll just talk. Okay. So, like we did for the red flags, we had five red flags. We're going to give you five green flags and things to look for in the relationship. So, our first one is they prioritize their relationship with Christ over their relationship with you. This one stings a little when you're experiencing it if you've never done that before. <laughs> but it's a good thing. Tell us why. Very good. Yeah. Thing. Matthew 22, 37, we see that Jesus replied and said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So that's, I mean, truly every single part of you, love the Lord, be submitted to the Lord, uh, put the Lord and choose the Lord over everything else in your yeah. life. Uh, so this one is seemingly somewhat self-explanatory and yet I think the question that comes to mind is like, what does that look like practically played out? So, you know, prioritize relationship with Christ over their relationship with you. Practically, what can that look like? Uh, I think it's going to be that they, when they're making decisions or they're moving forward, it's going to be, what does God's word say about this? Uh, What is my community speaking into this? What's the discernment that I have from the Holy Spirit over how does this other person that I'm in relationship make me feel? You know, what are they saying? Which may still be great, but— at the end of the day, the loudest voice in their minds and their hearts is going to be, I want God to be informing this. I want my decisions and my actions and my words to be submitted to the Lord first and foremost. Uh, they're seeking wise counsel. They're seeking God's word. They're committed to a church because they see that God says that's important. And so they're obedient to that command. Uh, and then they're constantly fighting and putting to death sin in their life. Yeah. So couple of those things. It's not an all-encompassing list, but when you think about a life submitted to the Lord and prioritizing Christ over all else, um, oftentimes those are things that are being sought after and they're practicing in their life over other things. Yeah, I mean, like just just the list you just went through, like if they love Jesus, if they're in biblical communities, you know, if they uh, are seeking wise counsel in their life, if they're committed and serving at their church, like, I mean, home run, right? Like, you're like, let's go, check, check, check. We said we don't want a checklist, but like, that's a pretty good checklist, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, and, and they're putting sin to death. They're actively looking and saying, this needs to die in my life. Like, man, yep. that's, man. You on something really good there. You said Actively. And I think yeah. it's really important to note when we say someone's who prioritizing a relationship with Christ, we don't mean someone who is a good church attender. We mean someone who is good at loving the Lord and who is pursuing him in relationship with yeah. him. Because I've been on both sides of that coin and I've liked, I've been that person who's on both sides who just did in church all the time. And now on the other side, I'm person who's pursuing the Lord. And I can tell you my dating looks very different mm. in both of those two realms because I yeah. was not submitted and committed. I was just present. And so just kind of that tension as well. Something else I want to bring up, if you've never dated someone who prioritized Christ before you, it's going to be really weird 
for you to adjust to. 100%. And it's gonna, you're gonna feel like they don't like you, so we have a lot of insecurities. And I just think like my encouragement to you is to bring in that community and to bring in those people who know you and love you well as you're growing in that season. Because if you only have done relationship with people who are not pursuing the Lord, it's gonna look a lot different. So just get those voices who love the Lord encouraging you kind of in that. I, w- well. I would, I, I won't go into details, but there was a situation that I dealt with several years ago where there was a guy and he was dating this gal. And this was the first Christian guy, like committed to Christ guy that she had dated. And he set some boundaries physically in their relationship and it devastated her because she was so used to men dating her for her body that when he said, no, we're not going to do these things, she took it as a rejection. Like what a, what a, what a, what just a sad commentary on our young women that they would think, Hey, my value to a man is his desire sexually for me. And like, no, like that, like that's wonderful. And they're 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 married, and they got a kid, and it's, it's awesome. But that was a hard realization. It was like, hey, this guy actually wants to honor the Lord more than he wants to make out with me. Yeah. And that man, whew, that's such a good, especially like how yeah. they like how like you and whoever it goes for male and females, but like how you treat each other is just so much better, and yeah. how. Um, the direction of your life and the trajectory and where you're going and how you're honoring one another, it just goes so much better. It's just different, but it's worth wrestling through because it's better. Yeah, yeah. Number two on our green flags list, your community approves. I feel like this is a pretty straightforward one, but one that if you notoriously had a bad picker like yourself, (laughs) yours truly, uh, that does not happen very often. And so I think it's a big one to just kind of bring that counsel and community in. What do you guys think? Well, we've been talking about this, right? We talked about last time about red flags that they're not in community. Yeah. We said, turn that mirror on yourself and say, hey, am I in community? So if you are, right, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there's no guidance, a people falls, but in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. And Proverbs 15, 22 says, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. And so like this, like Oakley, you were saying on our last podcast, like Proverbs is all about this, like the wisdom of counsel and community. But yeah, like, that's that's an and that's a hard thing to do because what mm-hmm. if what if they say, eh, we don't think that should happen. We're not yeah. sure. I don't know what it, like. Well, and I I I just have a question for you based off yeah. that because I'm just trying to think of some different nuances that could come up. Um, you know, what if they're in a situation where the other person's family isn't super approving? You know, that's the community that you're that you're just born into. You yeah, know, yep, and so you yep, can't really choose yep. that. And maybe they're believers, maybe they're not. But sometimes for one reason or another. You're not super accepted by someone's family or what mm-hmm. if you do have well-meaning community in your life that raises some concerns that aren't necessarily deal breakers or black as yeah. black and white maybe as they're perceiving it to be what do you say oh, about man. just in general for the, some of those yeah, nuanced yeah, yeah. situations I, mean, I think one I, I do think you got to ask like okay is, are the people in my community whether it's your family or maybe your small group or whatever are their values my values? Yeah. Are they biblical values? Do we share the same value? Um, you know, and let's be honest, we love our parents. Maybe some of us don't, but like, <laughs> I think most of you love their parents. And if their parents don't approve, that's really hard. And so you want to honor your parents and listen to them. Because I can tell you for sure with my kids, like, I want the best for them. But at the same time, parents have hopes and dreams too, right? They have, so I, that that's a hard one. But I think, do they hold the same values that I have? Mm-hmm. Are they wanting um, something for themselves or are they wanting it for me, like my best, or do they want their best? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think it's, it's wise to, if they're, in, if they're in biblical counsel, like that's great. Um, if we're personally, like 
who do you talk to? It probably needs to be somebody that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt wants the best for you and that they're not in competition with you yeah. for that same person. Yeah. Like that's probably not the person to ask for biblical wisdom. It's like, all right, who is A, not romantically interested in that person that I'm interested in and who do I trust genuinely has my best interests in mind? Um, and then the values piece is like, are their values what my, I value? Like, do they want me to have a good time this weekend or do they want me to have a great time for a lifetime? Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers the question. No, but it's good. It just is like, I think it's, it prompts a lot of good thought. I, well, yeah, you want to honor your parents. Mm-hmm. You want to honor your friends. But not every opinion probably needs to hold the same weight. You know what I have I mean? a, a funny story about community approving. When I was a freshman in college, my roommate and I, we decided because, you know, boys were asking us out, we're like, oh, we're probably just destined for singleness, but we're going to make the most of it and just turn <laughs> have a positive, a positive spin on all of that. And so because we're not Catholic, we couldn't be nuns necessarily. So we decided to be, yes, I'm a Baptist girl at heart, grit Baptist. Uh, we decided to be the buns, the Baptist nuns. <laughs> Stop. So uh, it's just a oh group of gosh. two, just my roommate and I, and we oh, were the, the buns. the Christian bubble's wonderful. So was, yeah, yeah. The meetings and all the things. I mean, we, we really- what happened at your we meetings? We bought all in. Please yeah, we, let me know. Just, uh, just drew X's on all the boys' names that <laughs> were in our phone that had hurt our hearts. I don't know. But when we had finally started dating someone, like I remember when she started dating her now husband, I sat down and I said, hey, listen, if, if Carly's going to leave the buns, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say her name. Carly, there you go. Shout, shout out to my freshman roommate and best friend. Uh, if she if you're, if she's going to leave the buns, uh, you know, I, I got to have a sit down interview with you. We got to chat about this. And so I remember taking mm-hmm. her now husband to coffee and we I asked him some really intense questions and had to have that, you know, that community approval. I had to make sure that if he was going to take my best friend, he had to be a worthy guy. <laughs> but what a great security for her. Yeah. Right. That she has people in her life that love her enough to say, you know what? I want to meet with this guy. Like, and, and that's where dating now is, is so different than what used to be in the past. Like usually, uh, in, or in history past early 19th century, like it was the courting idea where a guy would literally come over to their house and that's that's where dating happened. It was in front of the entire family, mm-hmm. right? And so, well, that yeah. doesn't really happen anymore. I mean, it might, but that's not the, that's not the way we date on our own. Like right. you go on a date Friday night, the two of you are by yourself, and so to have a community around you that's willing to say, "Yeah, I want to have coffee with you. I got some questions, dude." What a great security! What a great friend! And so, yeah, if if, if they're in community and you're in community. Big green flag. Like that's that that's a big that's a big win. Mm-hmm. Community approval is good. Another thing that's kind of on this topic. So we talked about like people approving of the relationship between you guys. Something else I think is really important is like, do they have a good reputation and a reputation of good character that's not in your relationship? Because mm-hmm. I think too, it's important that like we know that people like this. We know we've seen this happen in our lives where people can put on a show or an act that they have a great reputation while they're in a relationship or to get someone. But uh, do they uphold that same character? when they're not interested in somebody, do their friends say the same thing who can't do the yeah. same things for them? Like, do they say they have good character as well? Yeah. To get, yeah. To get, you know, if, if they, cause here's the great thing is if you're in community, biblical community, and you've got friends that are asked that are, that are on your side looking like, all right, who is this person? And they have that for them. Like, man, you got a great circle of, of what we're assuming is some wise biblical counsel that they're for you. They're all pursuing the Lord together Man, that that's a protection for both parties, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a that's a strong way to walk into a dating relationship, both for future, but also current. Like, hey, how was your day Friday night? What'd you guys do? How do you know? Like, just to help debrief. 
um, and get get some some wisdom. And so, yeah, if they're in community, not saying every community is like just everything they say is gold, but like that's where you pray. That's where you biblically discern, like Holy Spirit, what are you what are you doing? Like, would you get us all on the same page with this? And you know, it, anyway, yeah, I could talk Good. for a long time on that, but let's let's keep going. Big believers in community around here. All right, green flag number two. They display the fruits of the spirit. Actually, green flag number three. I'm just gonna call that out. We have two number twos. No, two number twos. Oh, but that's all right. We're 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 gonna tackle six. You guys get a bonus <laughs> green flag. Guys, today. we're authentic here in this house. <laughs> Displaying right. fruits of the spirit. <laughs> I think that's good. I think uh, right before, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, in Galatians five, you know, it talks about some different things that are gonna be more of our flesh, and then it goes into but fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. is. Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, there's your perfect person right there. Like, okay, <laughs> Lord, just mold this person for me, and that would be great. And uh, so, again, back to this idea of we can't pursue perfection. Neither none of us are perfect. Are perfect. Um, neither person in a relationship is going to uphold those perfectly. But you know, we always say around here, and um, and and God even talks about it. The fruit that you're bearing in your life is going to be evidence of what you're putting in, the life that you're living. You know, what who are you abiding in? Because then ultimately that's going to produce the fruit that we see in your life that people yeah. are going to see on the outside. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, is this person abiding with the Lord? Are they uh, planted in secure places, planted by um, just water that's going to fill them in a way that produces fruit such as love, such as joy, such as patience and kindness. Yeah. Um, and, and and when they fail, are they willing to humbly ask for forgiveness, admit when they're wrong, and admit that they're still a work in progress? I remember mm-hmm. my mom always saying that whenever we would get in a fight when I was younger, she'd circle back around and almost always it was me. So I'm like, I, I needed to be the one that was like, <laughs> hey, I was this stubborn brat tonight, but thanks for loving me anyways. Uh, but most of the time in my stubbornness did not. And she would always come up to me and, and approach the conversation with, hey, thank goodness that God's not done with us yet, right? Thank goodness that God's still working in yeah, us yeah. and is still creating in us to be people that reflect him more. Uh, and so is the person you're dating living in that way? If so, green flag. I'll tell you what, if you, if you go to Galatians 5, and it's, I think it's starting in 19, 519 through 23, you literally get Paul's red flags, green flags, right? I mean, it's like, hey, this is who we once were, and now this is who we are in in Christ. And so, yeah, the the, the fruits of the Spirit, that's that's a big one. Like, if if you're in a relationship or thinking about dating somebody that is not joyful, they they bring dissension and, and chaos wherever they go. If they, you know, are unkind, if they're not good people, like they don't make good choices, if, you know, like they're not gentle, they're not self-controlled, like, hmm. But on the flip side, we're talking green flags, though. But if you're like, man, they, they seem to be very, very kind. And they're gentle people. And, man, they, they seem to have a joy that I can't really explain all the time. Like, you may want to look into that one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hmm, God, the, the presence of God is there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's, that's a fun one to see. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Well, it's just really tangible too. I think a lot of times we're looking for characters, people we can get stuck on potential, but like the fruit of spirit is very tangible evidence, like in their life, like right now, where they're going, what their trajectory is, and, like Oakley was saying, where they're planted, which is awesome. The next one is it's four, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm nervous yeah, now. I'm nervous. <laughs> okay, you guys have the same why and the same goal in dating, so you're doing it for the same reasons, same end goal in mind. Why is this important? Well, I mean, because. 
if you're running a race, you want to be running the same race. <laughs> like if, if you're at the starting line and one person goes to the race on the right and one person goes to the race on the left, you're like, uh-oh, we're not running the same race. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so why are you dating is a big deal. Yeah. Um, like is the end goal, again, I, I hate to overuse this, but like is it for a lifetime? Or is it just for I'm 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 lonely I'm bored I want to go out on a weekend I want something to do I want to feel special, yeah. um, you know Second Corinthians six we, we shared this in the last podcast the same thing do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, and so what are we doing, like what what is the race that we're trying to run here, and are they in the same page now I will put a disclaimer in here I have seen several guys over my life take this and like be way too intense with it, like they're like hey I've seen you. And you, like, I mean, right off the bat, say stuff like, I, I, I've been around you. I've heard you talk. Like, you seem to be somebody that I could see myself marrying. <laughs> like, right out the gate. And you're like, no, 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 please don't do oh, that. I've heard that. Right? That's, that is way too intense. Like, that's some intentionality with some intensity. Pump the brakes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, guys, please. just trust the Lord with it. But at some point in the conversation early on, you can be like, well, what are we doing here? Right? It's that DTR, that defined mm-hmm. relationship. And those are the conversations on a date. They're like, so what? What do you? Where do you see this going? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and one of the ways that I view this too, because like you talked about, like intensity versus intentionality, is so I view it as like a you should not go on a date with someone while there are obvious red flags why you would not marry them. We talked about in our last podcast, like that would make them unfit for marriage. However, you should also not enter into a date like we were saying earlier, like it's like a job interview and just grilling them with questions left and right yes. and all the things you have to do. <laughs> like there's. You can date with intentionality without dating oh, intensely because I think we both been on both sides. Is this just a guy sides. problem? Like, are, are are girls this intense as well? Or no. I, am I just seeing the guys like that are super logical, super like, and they and they go in with like this is the goal? Like, it, like again, hate to overuse this, but I think of it like grocery shopping or going to the mall. It's like as guys, we go into the store and we know exactly what we we need. We're not shopping around. We're like, I need bread. I'm going to the bread aisle. I'm getting the bread. And we're checking out. We're leaving. Mm-hmm. Is that a guy? Is that generally just a guy thing? Or is that, do you guys see that in, in, in the girl world of like just the intensity is like off the charts? I would say the pressure it feels like is off the charts. When okay. you're, when you're yeah. in a dating relationship, the pressure to figure out, can I marry this person or mm. can I not marry this person? Should I, should I not? Feels heightened. Yeah. So, you know, even as we talk about red flags and green flags, I think just a good thing to notice dating is difficult yeah. and it's hard. Yes, it is. And it's it's a it's complicated messy. process. Uh, and there's there's other people that are broken and sinful with other brokenness and other sin struggles that you're not gonna yeah. have. And so coming together as believers and trying to figure out because I think the church sometimes is can preach the message of, hey, find another believer and just do life with them and run the same race and link arms and, and do this and it'll be great. And that's always coming from married people. Sure. Right? Always the sure. married ones, man. In all reality, it's 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 complex. And so mm-hmm. um I think to step into dating relationships, giving yourself and the other person a lot of grace uh with intention, yes. You know, you you step in, you want to evaluate, is my brokenness gonna be something that can be Somewhat compatible. We're going to talk about compatibility uh, or chemistry even in the next green flag. But it, can I be compatible with their brokenness, with yeah. this other person's brokenness? Yeah. You know, because it's not going to be who can I find that's the most perfect. It's hey, we're all broken, we're all sinful, mm-hmm. but how can we navigate and deal with that together? Yeah. And uh, for some people, those types of answers and clarity is going to come earlier than others. But that doesn't mean you have to be on this pretend timeline that I think we sometimes give ourselves. Yeah. I think yeah. at the end well, of the day, like. Why, like the heart behind why are you dating, right? This could, 
it needs to be if one person's dating just for a good time, one person's dating for a lifetime, like there's heartache coming real fast. Yeah. Right. Someone's gonna get their heart broken. And let's just like you said, Uncle, it's it, dating's difficult. And we have to go into every relationship thinking like this this could end with my heart broken. And that's just that's what makes dating so hard, is you're intentionally putting yourself in a situation of vulnerability. And I think that's where we've been talking about this theme of honoring one another, like in the midst of that. If there comes an end to the relationship, like, hey, I don't see myself this moving forward, how do we honor each other in that breakup? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, man, you might have the same goal. You might run the same race. But maybe at at some point you're like, you know what? We're just not – I just don't see this going farther. So Mm -hmm. there is so much nuance. I mean, holy cow. You're right. It is hard. It's very hard. You're on a good point, too, with – kind of just like the grocery shopping, like the dating through a list in that regard. I think something really important to note there is like based on conversations I've had with people is when someone, because I've talked to girls from the other side of that and they've been dated in that way. I think the guys think it's very honoring because it's very much a compliment. They see all of those things. But in reality is, is it's very much, I'm trying to think of what to say is it's very much not honoring to the girls because they feel like they're not seen. They just are seen by their attributes. So mm. they don't feel like they're yeah, yeah. known yep. well. And so I think that's important today too because like the best of intentions because like I know these guys know their hearts. Like that's never where they're coming from, but that's not always how it's perceived because they yeah. feel like girls can feel it when you're dating through a checklist yep. as well. Would yep. you just provide a little more clarity on that just because – I, I want to know a little more. I think about it, I'm like, I love when I get complimented specifically. You know, I see this like very specific thing in you or these specific mm-hmm. things. And so what distinguishes like compliment and speaking truth over someone versus like identifying them by a checklist? Yeah. Well, I think too, like what I've, what I've heard is like guys will have their list in their head and they'll just kind of rattle down the list. Although you have this and this and this and this and this and this and in the girl's head. They're like, okay, like, well, I don't have that or that or that. And I feel like you don't know me well enough to assess those things. And you're just seeing what you want to see. And you're not actually taking the time to get to know me well and know my nuances and where I'm broken. Like you're just kind of seeing the image. And I think that's probably, you know, like guys and girls are different. And so I think that's part of honoring one another in dating at Romans 12, 10, like outdo one another in showing honor. Yeah. And so that means giving grace, being patient, right? Fruits of the spirit, be gentle, be kind. And that's just hard to do when your heart's, you know, on the chopping block. You yeah. know, and that that's just that is just a hard thing to do. Yeah. All right. This is red. Nope. Mm, green flag. Green, green flag. flag. Green flag. There's the NASCAR reference. It made it in. <laughs> You're welcome. I grew up watching NASCAR if you didn't know. Now you know. Uh, but green flag number five is you have chemistry. Yeah. This is an important yep. one that I think kind of gets downplayed sometimes in Christian dating circles. So yeah, why think, does it matter? Yeah. The, somebody's listening and be like, finally, thank you for talking thank about you, the real things of a relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know, I think so. Yeah. We sometimes we're like, okay, let's let's get the list. Let's, let's look at their character. Are they in a small group? Like check, check, check. But like, you're like, well, what if... What if I'm not attracted to them? <laughs> is that okay? Like, do I need to marry someone I'm repulsed by because they're in a small group? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please don't do that. But, so the, the best the best thing I've seen on this is from Ben Stewart's book in Single Dating Engaged in Marriage. Good book. Great book. Um, and he brings up four areas that you need to think about when it comes to your chemistry in your relationship. And the first one's theological, right? And that's kind of what we've been talking about a lot last week and this week is do you have the same non-negotiables in your faith? Right? Is your faith similar in terms of like, is Christ alone your salvation? Right? Is and and, and this bleeds into like things like church involvement. Like, what denomination did you grow up in? Like, have you talked about the differences of 
what this, I grew up believing and what you grew up believing. And, and so there's a theological chemistry that at least needs to be talked about. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, Baptists can't marry Methodists or whatever. I'm just like, but it needs to be a conversation um, to figure out, do we have some compatibility here? Do we have chemistry? And then Ben goes on to talk about just socially. Do you like being together? Like, is that, and I, that sounds really weird and maybe and silly. And some people are like, yeah, no, th- I did not like being around them. <laughs> but I remember um, when I was a young guy, my roommate got, uh, was engaged and we had this, we, we, were, we were roommates and we had this plumber come over, right? Like 65 year old dude. And we're like, when you think plumber, that's this guy. <laughs> um, and, w- and he was just kind of chit chatting with us. And he said, and he was talking to my buddy and he's like, so I got one question. Like we told him he was engaged. And the plumber goes, I got one question for you. Do you like her? And, you know, we're like 22, 23. We're like, uh, of course. Like, what are you talking? He's like, no, no, no. You didn't hear me. I know you love her, but do you like her? And there was this moment where I'm like, wow, that is a much deeper question than I was expecting from a plumber. But, <laughs> but, but the point is right. Like, we can love people and not like them yeah. and like being around them. And so I think that's, that's so like, like – can extroverts marry introverts? Absolutely, right? Like, we're not talking about that, but like, do you like spending time together? Do you have some similar interests? Does your lifestyle, you know, d- does it work together or is it always going to be a battle of like, well, I want to do this. Well, I don't, I hate doing that. Like, those are some things like socially, do you guys have chemistry? And then the next one is vocationally. Do they support, do you support each other's career goals? And I remember very specifically, obviously I'm a pastor. I remember uh, in our in my relationship with Taylor, there came a moment where I, I had to ask her, I'm like, hey, I'm, I feel a call to be a pastor, and so I can't tell you where we're going to be. And I remember very specifically, I thought, where's, where's one? Of, and if you're from Idaho, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> I remember thinking, where's the farthest place and worst place God could call us? I was like, Idaho. You know, and I, said, and I remember I said, Taylor, if God called us to Idaho, would you be okay with that? And her answer almost to me was like, if God calls us, then Yes. And so, like, do our vocational goals align? And and it goes both ways, you know? And so th- those are conversations. Like, what kind of lifestyle um, do you have? Do you want to have? Are you willing to have? Those are all good questions when it comes to vocation. And then the one we're all probably waiting for is that physical chemistry. There it right? is. There it is. Everyone was waiting like, for it. The, the physical attraction, it, it is a, it's a big thing, but it does not need to be the ultimate thing. Yeah. Like, it, and I think. That, that, that's a weird thing to say because our culture says the physical is the most important thing. It, are they hot? Is, is their body like, you know, what I want it to be or what I'm attracted to? And man, I, I think that is, that is such a miss when it comes to dating. And, I, and, and uh, Ben Stewart in his book talks about this. That, and I, I love this line. He says, godliness is attractive to godly people. I'm like, yeah, th- amen. Right? Because yeah. so – and I got a quick story for this. And I know I'm talking a long time, but like when I first noticed Taylor, my wife, um, I had known her for six-ish, seven months and never once did it cross my mind. Like we volunteered, she volunteered in the ministry I was working for and never once did I think, oh, I, I want to ask that girl out until we were having a leader meeting and we were praying for the ministry and this girl starts praying and it was like, a prayer I'd never heard before. It was just, it was passionate. If you know my wife, it was tearful. <laughs> like there was tears. And I remember praying very, or sitting there praying and vividly like doing doing one of these, just kind of tilting my head, 
or like who who is this? And it was like I wasn't staring at her at on a Friday night in her in her dress to the nines. It was in a prayer meeting, and I heard her heart for the Lord, and I heard her heart for her 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 small group, and I was like, whoa. And I was like, I need to ask her out. And so it like that. So godliness is attractive to godly people, and I'm like that 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 was my story. And as we started dating me, I got more and more attracted to her as we went. And so I do think that there there's some important chemistry things. And I think Ben Stewart in his book hits it really well. Boom. All right. Sixth and final one. You enjoyed it. We, we thought we them. had five. You thought. But we have six. Guys, we missed the numbers it. are really throwing me off and it's really stressing me out. I'm not going to lie. We're rocking and rolling. All right. We're so, number six, it. what is it? You enjoy being around them. Yes. Just kind of going back to that yep. chemistry and like liking them. Like, dating's serious. And like you said, it's, it's a lifetime and it's a yep. big commitment, but like, you should enjoy it. It should be fun. Yes. I tell look, people like all Ecclesi- the time. Look at this Ecclesiastes yeah. 9 9. Solomon. Like there's there's these phrases in, in Ecclesiastes. You're like, man, this dude's depressed. Like this is this is rough. <laughs> but listen to what he says in nine. He says, he he's writing. He says, enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that is. God has given you under the sun. All your meaningless days, for this is your lot in life and your toilsome labor under the sun. You're like, oh. But what's what's his heart here is like, life is hard. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna if you're gonna get married if you're gonna attach yourself at the hip with somebody like enjoy it because life is hard you know Jesus says I think it was in uh, uh, John I can't remember right off the top of my head where he says like in this life you will have trouble yeah, yeah. right Solomon's saying the same thing listen life is toilsome so enjoy life with your life wife whom you love. And that's why we get married, right? I say this in every wedding that I do. Like, this is why we get married, to enjoy life with someone. And so I love that Solomon talks about that. And so I, I think sometimes as Christians in the Christian bubble, we can get so intense that we think, okay, they, maybe they do check off some things, but man, we don't really enjoy being around them. Yeah. Like, that's hard to say, but I know a lot of marriages over my years, I'm like, that that was the downfall. It's like they... It was the right thing to do. Everyone else around them was like, "Yeah, go for it, go for it." But at the end of the day, like they didn't, they didn't enjoy each other. So, um, yeah, man, if you enjoy being around them, big green flag. Like, yeah, like if they make you like that was one of the. Okay, talk about check. One of my checklist things for my my wife was, does she make me laugh? Because when I was young, I was I was the cut up. I was a class clown. And I'm like, I don't want to be that for the rest of my life. I want someone that could also make me laugh. And Taylor did. She's she's goofy and nerdy, <laughs> and I love it. And she makes me laugh. And so I'm like, yeah, we we enjoy life together. Mm-hmm. And so that that's yeah. Do you do you like them? Can you enjoy life in the highs and the lows? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important too to like. Do you enjoy doing the small things with them, not just like mm-hmm. the big yeah. fun dates that Anybody you do on a Friday Anybody can have fun night. on vacation. Do you have fun grocery yes. shopping? Yes. That's the real litmus test. Maybe not her. fun, but do you enjoy just being with them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I think, like we were talking about, like that's why The Bachelor exists, and they go on like those big, yes, that, fancy, I mean, random dates. But like, because it's easy to fall in love with someone in that kind of scenario, but like, who do you love when you're just sitting on the couch? Or who yeah. do you like being with when you're just going on a walk or you're doing whatever? Like, who is your person for that? And I, I'll say this to him blue in the face. We may have already said it in the last one. I can't remember. But if the only filter is, do I have fun with them? That is, you've fallen way short. Because yeah. life isn't always fun. I've been through tragedy in my life. Um, Oakley, I know you've been through some very hard things back when you were in high school and college. And I think another filter of like, do I enjoy them? Is also like, do I want to walk through the hardest things in life with this person? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes... You're like, man, that's, oh, okay, that's, take note. Because 
anybody can have fun at Disney World. Anybody can have fun on a lake weekend. Um, but when you're at the side of a hospital bed with somebody, your parents, a loved one, who do you want with you in the valley of the shadow of death? And so I think, yeah, the green flag is do you enjoy being around them? But maybe part B to that is like, do you want them around things aren't when fun. things aren't good? Yeah. That's that's a big green flag. If you're like, yes, absolutely, that's a, that's a green flag. So we got we got seven, what, seven now, seven green flags. So <laughs> many green flags. We're very pro green flags here. All right, just some final closing thoughts. You guys, what do you, anything else? Well, a so what, you know, to kind of just think, okay, we've, we've talked through red flags. We've talked through green flags. So what does this look like? And I think, you know, you can look back and just to be all-encompassing for these green flags, find the person that um, is going to love the Lord first and foremost and then just has a character that reflects that. And uh, I think a very practical thing to even begin doing is if you're wanting to find those types of people, put yourself in places where those people are going to be around, you yeah, know, absolutely. come yeah. serve at your local church, come get involved in a body of believers where you're going to meet people, um, put yourself out there and know what you want and know what you believe in so that when those people come along and you begin to talk about those convictions, those things uh, align and then you're off for the races and get to have fun with those people and, and that person. And ultimately, you know, Lord willing, it will lead to a more incredible marriage than you could have ever imagined. But I think that's a good one. Um, just dating intentionally and putting yourself in places where that can be a possibility. Maybe you're a girl or guy sitting here listening to this thinking, well, I'm ready to date. I want to date. And there's just been no opportunities that have presented yes. themselves. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. Right. And no. I know that that's, that is a real, um, a really hard place to be in when you feel as if you've done the hard work, you're preparing yourself, you're ready to step into a dating relationship and the opportunity just isn't there. Uh, I would just continue to encourage you, run the race that's set before you, fix your eyes on the Lord. He's going to perfect your faith. He's going to continue to provide for you. Uh, and God does not waste any minute of waiting. I remember someone telling me that in college. Any moment that you're waiting, any moment you are in a season that you wish looked different, yeah. I promise you that God's not wasting it. You know who God does waste you. waiting? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I waste waiting yeah. all yeah. the time. So I think that's a really good word. You know, I, I think of First Peter 5, 7. It says, cast all your anxieties, right? All your worries on him. Why? Because he cares for us. Mm -hmm. And so for those who are single, those who maybe it's not happening at the pace they thought, you know, that I think that the invitation from Peter and the invitation from Jesus is to bring it. Come come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so there is, there is a, Jesus doesn't leave us by ourselves. True. Yeah. But that's that's all Oakley has. All right. Boom. <laughs> hey, just last couple of thoughts like I did last time. Number one, day with intentionality, but don't be don't be intense. Trust God in the process. Have fun with it. Um, honor one another in the process. Like thinking, like how can I outdo this person in honoring them? Um, and then turn this filter on yourself. Like, are these green flags? When people look at your life, are these green flags that are true of you? And then you know, it's just. Don't go in with a, a judgmental heart. Yes, it's an evaluation for a lifetime, but not not just a good time. But like, it's not an American Idol audition. They're not auditioning for you. Go. This is a this is a daughter. This is a, a son of God that he created that he loves. Go honor them. Have some fun, um, and and trust the Lord with it. Mm -hmm. That's good. And just the final thing we were talking about earlier, like this is just not a checklist. Just date wisely, not perfectly. Like yep. just leave room for grace there. All right. That's all we got. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. We'll tune in next time for our topic on da -da 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 -da. alcohol. Da -da -da. See you guys.